Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Uncovered. If it's if I don't sound particularly animated, it's because I'm, I I feel like I'm grieving for a friend that I lost. Um, for those of you who don't know, Dave Trugoy, Plug Two, of De La Soul, passed away. We believe of congestive heart failure. We don't know for certain, but I want to take a few moments and explain to you why, even if you are not a De La Soul fan, which it's actually believable if you're a younger person because a lot of their music wasn't available digitally. So you may not have been exposed to it because it just wasn't readily available because Tommy Boy Records was a horrible, <laughs> horrible manipulative company. But that's a conversation for, for a different day. It's hard for me to communicate to people who were not alive at the time how important De La Soul is and how many of their prodigy formed the constellations of hip hop as you know it now. When I was growing up, hip hop can basically be put into a couple of categories. You've got the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five stuff. You've got the dance stuff. You've got the rough stuff. And that's everything. De La creates a whole new lane. They say, we're black hippies. We're not, I'm not doing the, I was drinking in front of a bodega. I'm doing potholes in my lung. They're doing skits and introducing comedy and turning albums from a collection of songs to a damn sonic experience where I grew up listening to the damn skits. There were days I didn't listen to, to anything on De La Soul Was Dead, but the damn skits. Of which, for the record, I will tell you right now, to the day I go into my grave, Saturdays has got to be one of the greatest, I'm just trying to have a good day and enjoy life songs ever. But I used to be an MC, And when I was rhyming, my name was Raw Analysis. Now, there never would have been me attempting to have a hip-hop dream i spent 10 years trying to record music and get my name out there and all that and then like most adults i failed and then i became a lawyer so there goes the there goes the joke everybody ends up becoming an authority figure whether they want it or not went from a rapper to now i'm a lawyer shame sad and depressing i only ever had confidence enough in that dream to try because of day law day law gives birth to the native tongues you get Tribe, you get Jungle Brothers, you get Black Sheep, you get Moni Love, all of that. And for all of them, none of them are, they're not gangsters. They're not hard, they're intellectuals. They're doing something that is natural and native to them. And it, it is sent out, it was, a, it, it was a signal flare in the dark. You don't have to be something you're not to be in the culture. You can be true to yourself and put your heart and soul out and people will embrace it if you're dope now it helps when you got somebody like prince paul who, for those of you who don't know prince paul of course legendary producer started with stetson sonic was one of the main producers for dale Isle over the course of the early course of their career at the end of the day y'all you don't get backpack rap as you know it like Kanye west would not have gotten a record deal without day because there would be no lane when I talk about legendary groups like Souls of Mischief, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, even groups that you haven't heard of like the Boogie Monsters, Diggable Planets, when it comes down to it, you don't get a Most Def or a Common or Ruckus Records. You probably don't get a Killer Mike. I'm not propping up Killer Mike. I'm just saying he, wouldn't, he probably wouldn't have gotten a deal. And then lastly, let's talk about the fact you probably don't get a Common and you don't get Andre 3000 because they were part of the Soul Aquarians, which was 
the early, you know, the early 2000s answer to what the Native Tongue family was, when it was them plus Questlove plus Erica Badu. De La's existence and their success gave birth to all of that. On top of the fact that they gave us, they gave us uplifting music. They gave us music to laugh at. Um, shit, I will tell you, they gave us music that was damn near level Nostradamus because I could, I, I could teach a college level course on the issues, on the internal issues facing the black community just by playing their Stakes as High album. Because long before this moment we're in with drill, you know, where, where look, where I'll just be honest, where hip hop is functionally now exists as a weapon to be used against the black community. It's it's 99.9% of hip hop for me, it's, it's, it's functional minstrel shows. De La provided something entirely counter to that. And may we forever be thankful for it. So. For me, you know, Dave Trugoy was, he was an OG, he was a big homie, he was a legend, he was beautiful. Um, I loved the humanity in his music. I loved his sense of humor. And I loved the fact that despite being a, a walking, talking hip hop legend, damn near from the inception, it never seemed like he ever carried himself like he was like that. It was just, yeah, I'm just Dave. This is, it, just, it just is what it is. So... Um, you know, my prayers are with him and his family. Um, but I hope, I hope hip hop has a genuine moment of reflection and understand that, you know, this culture would have died out a long time ago if MCs listened to what corporate America thought hip hop should sound like. So for all you brave young people who are doing your music on SoundCloud, you, you putting your stuff together, you feel like you don't want to try to front and be something that you're not. You want to be you and do your music. If you need a word of encouragement, why don't you go pick up De La Soul is Dead? Why don't you go pick up Stakes is High? Why don't you go pick up Balloon Mind State? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't get any better that the, the first song that we heard from De La that really popped is Me, Myself, and I. And that song is literally a testimony to Lots of different ways to be black. Only thing you gotta really do is be true. And if you're true to yourself and true to who you are, that's that's one of the best versions of black that's possible. Go ahead, Bell. Daylight Soul, everything you said. Zay and Trey were the first black artists, black hip hop artists that I can ever remember talking about depression and mental illness in their music. And so for me, uh, and, and to what you said about there's a lot of different ways to be Black. To me, being a nerd, being a blurred before it was cool, I don't think I can explain the uh, the impact it had hearing someone talk about it and make me laugh about it and make me think about it and know that it was okay. And so if for no other reason, they would always be close to my heart. Um, and that was all of them, but a lot of that was Dave. So I can't begin to fathom the loss that we have. I think there's a part of me that's very disconnected from it because this is right after we lost Shock G. This is right after we've lost um, DMX. It's been less than a year 
And these people were huge parts of my childhood and my and my teenage years. Digital Underground, Daylight Soul, Tribe Called Quest, The Far Side, Black Sheep, all of those, they were a huge part of who I became as I grew up because they basically said it was okay for me to be myself with my natural hair, my dark ass skin and my nerdiness and all of that, that there were people out there who were just like me and that what I was, was more, not just good enough. It was perfect as it was. And I don't think that that can be emphasized enough how important that is. Pete, did you have, did you want to add anything? I've been on a kick uh, the past couple of years of sort of catching up to, to elements of hip hop that I had exposure to, but had never done a deep dive on. And I could not be more grateful to discover, uh, really rediscover De La Soul in the last couple of years. Dave, sorry, he was like the person who like, who, who may not be throwing the party, but the person who welcomes you there. Listening to him in, in any track that he's on, it's such a beautiful flow. Like it, it feels so easy and effortless coming from him. And I love that I sometimes have to search for him on songs that he appeared on because he could be really light and have almost a childlike kind of voice coming out, you know, a, a goofy, you know, class clown kind of character. And then you would listen to a song like It's So Easy and his voice is like down and really gritty. You know, you hear him you know, show up in songs like, you know, uh, Feel Good Ink from Gorillaz, where he's, you know, bombastic and and he's just hitting so hard and with such energy and he could be all of those things. And so every song that he's on, it's almost like you're just getting a different MC. And I, I think the thing that makes me the most sad is the fact that like after all of this, like after years of fighting and, and trying to get their music where it could be accessed on, on streaming services and be available for people to discover, you know, it's finally happening just it's just a little too late for him to to be there for to to experience that, um, and that is is sad as much as it is frustrating and and, and angering because this should have been something that you know happened all the time. How many people missed the opportunity to hear De La Soul because they weren't available on streaming um, the way that so many other artists from that era have been? Well, let me just add this, and this is the one of the reasons why I love De La. Over the course of the last few years, De La has been working, you know, diligently to try to get all of their rights back to their music so they could put it out there. I think it was in 2016, um, on Valentine's Day, ironically, that they were like, we can't sell y'all our music because we can't get the rights for it. But can't nobody stop us from giving it away for free? So on Valentine's Day, they put <laughs> every... So the reason why, I, why I've had digital versions of De La songs for, for mm-hmm. months was that I was lucky enough to have to subscribe to their newsletter and saw the email. And when Valentine's Day came, I was like, I'm downloading every damn thing you putting out. Um, <laughs> and it's who else but De La would say, we understand we're going to lose money that we that we ain't got. And, and, and let's be real. De La never saw the money they should have seen. I could have I could do a two hour long podcast on the evils of Tommy Boy Records and how many careers they jacked up, confused or destroyed. Um. But only Daylight would give out their music for free just to put the energy out there. And I Pete, I think, Pete, you make an important point about people who miss the opportunity because, again, not having been alive all through the 90s, when you look at how people choose to present the history of hip hop, you would think that all we did was sit around and wait for the next Jigga album 
or wait for when Dre was going <laughs> to drop a project. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, when I was in high school and Balloon Mind State dropped, people were camped out waiting for that damn album. When that album came out, I couldn't go five feet and not hear Ego Trip in part two. It, 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 like could, could not go anywhere. So, um, and I mean, and not just that, you know, De La's versatility. Again, another Tommy Boy Records project, um, Prince of Thieves. De La Soul does a song with Chris Rock. It was a narrative-driven album. Um, which I would strongly encourage you, anybody who loves hip hop, Prince of Thieves, you check it out. Prince Paul produced it. Daylight's on it. It's it's great. But it's their versatility and their talent. Because I mean, they can do that. And then I will tell you what what Dave and Pasta Noose had to say on Stakes is High about about hip hop. I mean, and it's the they had a way of letting you know what time it was without beating beating you over the head with it. So they're not lecturing you. They're just saying, hey, people are mixing crimes with life enzymes. It don't work. Seems like every man and woman got, got the life of John Gotti. They, they were the best part of hip hop for me. They were the part of hip hop that's they lot to me. They are, are a conduit back to the early hip hop I experienced that I had a chance to fall in love with where the rules were you can't bite anybody else. If you're rhyming in the cipher and you sound like the same, you sound the same as the person who, whose song originally performed on it, you got to stop. De La sounds like De La. Postanus sounds like Postanus. Dave sounds like Dave. They don't pretend to be anybody else. They're not trying to be anybody else. And so if you really love music, I would strongly encourage you to check out their entire catalog because that is a group of artists who no album was the same. And so when you listen to Andre, Andre would never have had the freedom to have gone from Southern Playalistic Cadillac music to doing stuff like Stink Onya and Equimini. There would have been no length. They would have been like, people would have been like, oh, you started off as a gangster wearing a furry, wearing a furry Kango. Why are you trying to do all this other stuff? But Daylight had made the lane. And, and Daylight has sent a message to everybody. Three feet, you know, three feet rising does not sound like Daylight Soul is dead. Balloon Mind State does not sound like De La Soul is dead. None of, you know, none of their albums, every album they come out with is somehow different. They are in a different place of life. The sound of the album is different. Their lyrics are different. The only thing that doesn't change is the authenticity and the talent and the skill. Which, for the record, I would tell you right now, I would take positiveness over against 95% of all rappers living of all time. Just in terms of quality, output, and talent. He, he is kind of like my own. Um, like like a clinic like, like a, a a constantly underrated legendary NBA player who's got like seven championships and nobody talks about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dave's sitting right there with him. So, um, my I, I guess I can only close like this. My um uh, my uncle died last year, and for my sons, this is the first time they've ever lost anybody they were close to, and so they they have grieved for him hard. And in talking to them, I told them, I'm like, you know, I'm like, grief is the price we pay for loving people. To have people in your life that you love and you care about, that is a joy. The consequence of that is that when they leave, they leave a person-sized hole in your life that can't be filled with anything but them. And so I will say, I did not know, I did, I did not know Dave. I've never interacted with him. I never had the opportunity to see a De La Soul show. But I can tell you, that 
the hope and the love that I got out of that music when I was a young person trying to find my way in the world. I, I cried when I saw the news. I'm crying right now while I'm talking to you because um, I'm grieving for him. I may, not have never, I may have never seen that man for 30 seconds in life, but I loved him. And I loved the, I loved the energy and the decency and the talent and the integrity and the damn precision that he brought to his craft. So the way other people sweat Michelangelo, that's how I look at Dave Trugoy. He built something culturally that nobody can add to or diminish. And it will stand as long as there are there are, are true. And I, when I say this, I mean this. As long as there are true hip hop heads, and y'all know what I mean. For real hip hop heads, Dave Trugoy gone far too soon at 54. Um, with the only solace being that's gotta be one hell of a cipher going on in heaven right now. I wish I could come up with something snappy to close the show out with. Um, but I can't. So I will close out with at least one happy De La Soul story before I close the show out. When I was in high school, my parents bequeathed to me the greatest thing you could, you could give to a young person at the time. I had my own phone number at my house. It was awesome. I had a recording machine. I don't know, because, you know, back then, you know, the phone didn't record the voicemail message. You had to have a device to do that. And of course, at the time period, the big thing for a kid was what song was going to be on your answering machine. And for me, when you called me and I didn't answer the phone, all you heard was, hey, how you doing? Sorry, you can't get through, but leave your name and your number and I'll get back to you. Yo, check it. So that's my that's how I'm going to remember my time with Daylock, where I loved them so much <laughs> that I even had to put them on my damn answering machine because I couldn't get enough of them, by the way. That is Chris Rock at the end of um <laughs> at, at, at the end of, of Ring Ring talking about he's trying to get a record deal. That is Chris Rock. Um, this has been another episode of Pop Culture Uncovered. Um, we're working on a music podcast. It's not like gonna come out like next week, but like Pete like, kind of keeps showing up at my house like he's Michael Myers, like I'm on, I'm on, where's the pot? So I promise you that you are entitled to a De La Soul deep dive from Pete and I and Bell um, sometime in the near future. Uh, until then, um, our thoughts and prayers go to their family and to everybody who loved De La and everybody who loved Native Tongue. One love, y'all. Rest in power. Peace.